I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the <laughs> Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, writeratmaps.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, it's random uh, off day in between two games that we're recording. A good uh, night off of Mavs games. Are they going to make it four out of five tomorrow night or tonight against the Jazz? Man, they've already played, played the Jazz twice. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the games weren't that close. The Jazz pretty yeah. much handed it to him. Yeah, I think especially the last one. We I should have looked back at it. Um, I'll look back at it today. Yeah, way uh, to go at us. some point. Way to go us. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a lot of random NBA storylines going on right now. The NBA it, is a, an all-time crazy like. You know, you know the NBA is like really, really crazy when Worldwide Wob does his Agent of Chaos persona <laughs> on Twitter. Who who would be who would be the most boring team right now? Oh gosh, uh, that has no storylines behind them. The the Pacers come to mind. We never talk about them. No, no, stop. They're good. Like they're not okay. So you want a bad team that's also not interesting. Like just they, it would just be miserable right now to like be covering them, and there's just no storyline. They're not good. Yeah, like at least Phoenix has Booker and Aiton. Like those are. Uh, yeah, the Knicks they got. I mean they have Nilakina, but Porzingis is out, and Knox has been in and out. You know it's not super awesome right now. They're, okay, the Cavs, Cleveland. Yeah, the yeah. Cavs. Because even well, Colin Sexton is not. I actually heard he did okay tonight. I haven't. I thought he was. Uh, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure. I thought he was doing uh, well against uh, Kimba. But no, yeah. I I think I would have to give it to Cleveland. Just how like is anybody locked on to the Cavs right now? Like, is there a locked on Cavs <laughs> podcast? Is that what you're asking? There is a locked on Cavs, but like who? <laughs> I I need to listen to their podcast because I re- I'm really curious about what they're talking about. <laughs> let me uh, let me do some research. Um, we uh, today on the podcast we are going to talk about we're, we'll talk about the DeAndre story. There's a story that came out about DeAndre, or a re- I don't even know if it's a story. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> it's blurb. not even a, a story. It's like a report or a rumor. It's not even either of those. It's like a it's like a blurb. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, from Tim McMahon, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. responded to it, and so we will uh, we'll get to that. And then Isaac's going to give me up to five league wide questions from around the NBA. So we'll talk some national National Basketball Association today. Um, okay, the Cleveland Ca- the Lockdown Cavaliers, their last podcast from yesterday. Chetty Osmond's season has been a mix of flashes and potential, and reminders that he's not fully developed yet. Uh, they evaluate. Chetty's season so far on today's show. <laughs> Day before, they previewed Cavs Hornets and evaluated Ches- Chetty's season to date. So they've evaluated Chetty to, 
two out of the last two. Pretty days. much locked on Chetty Osman. Locked on Chetty. <laughs> anyway. Colin Sexton has arguably had his best two games the first two NBA starts, even though he missed a game winning layup on Saturday. They check in on Sexton and preview the challenges Sexton will face on this week's podcast. So that's that's the last three podcasts. So they're talking about Chetty, they're getting some Sexton in. Some people are already out on Colin Sexton, and I'm not. I'm not one of those people. Completely out. I'm. I'm out on him. He'll never. He'll never play again in the NBA. Get out of here, Nick. <laughs> so, so, so somebody texted me today, and it was a screenshot of this McMahon blurb about uh, DeAndre Jordan. And well, I, one I, I got have it in front of me. Okay, well, first off, I got this. I got this like uh, gut punch of. The the original text I got from somebody was, "Did you see the McMahon story?" Yeah, and I'm like, I'm oh, driving, no. and I'm like, "Oh crap, what happened?" Because we've talked about this a lot. There's basically like three people that you, for me, and this is personal. Y'all can have your own whatever, but there's obviously reasons why I have these opinions. But um, there's three people that's really really plugged in that when they write about something or they talk about some of the Mavericks that, um. It's normally true, and that is uh, Mark Stein, Tim McMahon, and then a combination of Brad Townsend, Eddie Sefko, because they um, they, cover every home and away game. They talk about different things. They write about different things. They do, but like one, I I really like Brad as a writer. Brad Brad Townsend is one of my favorite like writers, especially local and like the stories and stuff uh, stuff he does. I really like. But anyway, they've been covering the team for a long time. They have they know a lot of people, and they're it's like a, I don't even know how to like describe them. Like when they they're with the team all the time, as far as Eddie and all that. So when one of those threes write writes something or says something about the Mavericks, it is very very well sourced, and it is. Um, Yes, you do not dismiss that. And uh, so, yes, when McMahon... Yeah, it can be wrong, but you don't dismiss it immediately and, and try to, like, you know, find your own source or whatever. You know you know what I mean? Yeah, when they say something about a team, it, it is very well sourced for them and who they're getting that information from. So, um, but yeah, and yeah. But so when that when that came out today, I was like, oh crap! So then, I, so then I like went to his Twitter, didn't see anything. And I was kidding Nick earlier. I'm like, man, it took me a while to even see what people were talking about. <laughs> and uh, finally, I got a screenshot of it, and I giggled. So this blurb came in the ESPN NBA Power Rankings, where I think the it's Mavericks. Weird spot. I think the Mavericks were 23rd in Power Rankings this week. And uh, the blurb was this. This is everything that was written underneath this you know, ESPN power rankings for the Mavericks. Don't be deceived by DeAndre Jordan's solid statistics. He has been a major disappointment for the Mavs. He has rubbed teammates the wrong way with what they perceive as selfish play, the most blatant example being when he stole an uncontested rebound from Luka Doncic. By putting his forearm in the prize rookie's back and tipping the ball away, Jordan's disinterest in playing help defense has been a big problem as Mavs opponents light up the scoreboard. All right, so there's there's truths in there for sure, and then there's one that seems like it's a report. You know, uh, DeAndre's been a major disappointment, right? Like you can get that without a source. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know about that. Just because there's a lot of people that would look at that and say, man, look at his, like, look at, I mean, he started off the season with, like, how many straight double-doubles? He's had 19 boards in a game. Like, he, um, 
Don't be like, deceived by DeAndre Jordan's solid statistics, Isaac. No, I'm saying <laughs> you know I stand on. I'm saying other uh, other people and like even what I think that I think that's a statement though because you see. Do you think um, that that's coming from McMahon himself, or do you think that's sourced from someone in the organization that said that he is a disappointment to them? I think it's sourced. Okay. Yeah. I. I yeah. I think it's I think it's sourced on that, and that that's where it's that's where it's it's different because there's been nothing but praise for DeAndre from like the coaching staff and all this stuff from media. So on about media his leadership side. and free throws, <laughs> yeah, leadership, free throws, and you know all that stuff, and like they'll never cast blame and you know saying the right things on that. But yeah, I I don't think yeah I don't think it's McMahon just throwing it out there. Yeah, and then the last part, Jordan's disinterest in playing help defense has been a big problem as Mavs opponents light up the scoreboard. That to me is, you know, that's yeah, very true. And you, you know, yeah, you could just see that. You can see that. But then the idea that he has rubbed teammates the wrong way with what they perceive as selfish play. This could be taken in, in a bunch of different directions. You can take this as the Mavericks don't like DeAndre, or the Mavericks are upset with DeAndre, but just like rub teammates the wrong way can be very can be very light, you know, like you this is a very cavalier way of saying that they don't like it, you know. Yeah. This this can this can land on a spectrum of how they actually feel. It could be just like you asked like let's say you interviewed Luca and you asked him, so what do you think about the DeAndre Jordan your rebound thing? He'd be like, ah, you know, whatever. You know you know, it was whatever. I'm not super into it, but you know, it is what it is. That that could be like rubbed in the wrong way, you know. You know what I mean, he didn't come out and was like, "Man, I can't believe he did that," and blah blah blah. And I hate, you know, I can't believe just like going at it. You know what I mean? Like there's there can be a spectrum that this lands on from from what I'm reading. Yeah, it's just like when you like meet somebody for the first time, or you know, if you your wife um, invites you to a work function and you meet somebody at her job. Uh, and you're like, uh, do, uh, you know, that woman or that man, and he, he just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's just like, a, you know, I, it's not something that you look at or you should and say, oh, the team hates DeAndre. It's not that at all. It's just, hey, did they, are they loving the entire situation right now? I wouldn't say so. But is it the, like, this is fine meme? in which it, wizards dysfunction bottom, <laughs> I wouldn't say that either. Uh, but there is a way to communicate. I thought that was a perfect way to communicate. Hey, it's a, it just rubbed them the wrong way on some things. So that was that was said. A bunch of people you know, commented on it on Twitter and everything. And then Dennis Smith Jr. at about, let's see, uh, what time would that be? Like 8.30 central time <laughs> in the in the in the metroplex area posted this instagram picture of him and deandre kind of leaning over him from behind like like looking like he's saying something to him and with the caption that new okay all right you guys ready for me to read this caption <laughs> okay. is it long no it's just i would not say anything like this that news be fake shawty and we already know it Dot 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 dot. Our eyes on the prize. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's the way he put it. Uh, and that 
photo has been liked now by Dorian Finney-Smith, Costa Santacupo, Luka Doncic himself, Maxi, Dwight, Ray Spalding, Jalen Brunson, and J.J. Barea, and God Sham God, and God Sham God also commented on it and said, super fake in all caps with a whole bunch of high five emojis. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> so, they're, they're, either, they're sticking up for DeAndre, and all the young guys that are Instagram active are sticking up for him. But yeah, the Instagram active. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about what this means. All right, Isaac. So the Instagram post was made. Just because you like something doesn't mean you agree with it. Yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Are retweets endorsements? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. <laughs> not, uh, not one bit at all. No, there is, yeah. Um, it's going, it would take more a lot more than players liking something on a social media account. Uh, before I would not believe what Tim McMahon reported or wrote in a blurb, because he know here's McMahon's been doing this for so long. He he knows how this whole thing works, and he knows that that would get traction and that would come out, and he would not put that in something if it wasn't if it was not very very well sourced, and he has some very close connections. I've been posting this all, I've been posting all this as it happens on uh, Twitter and <laughs> uh our one of our listeners Matt Hawkins just responded and said Hugo has remained quiet thus far. <laughs> it's Lucas Dog who has an Instagram account. <laughs> Hugo. Hugo. <laughs> he goes the source. I'm with you, but I still think they can also agree with this that it that it's fake news and also it still be true. <laughs> you know? I think that it could rub them the wrong way, but it, it's not like they're, you know, they don't like DeAndre anymore or they're against DeAndre or they are are holding resentment against DeAndre. You know what I mean? But it could yeah. all, but they could also not like the action of him, you know, like stealing rebounds and, you know, not helping on defense. Like that could frustrate somebody for sure. But you can also, you know, also stick up for your guy still. It's still not ideal, you know, no matter what – yeah. It's not completely false and it's like we just went on the spectrum and all that stuff. It's it's still not ideal that we're 13 games into the season and uh, there's something up. Like that that's the thing like no matter what no matter what story came out right now and said you know, blank is this, blank is this. Like they they would still like it. Like that's their that's what should happen. No matter what's going on, is is a team saying, "Oh, fake news. We're good." Blah blah blah. Instead of what happens with like the Wizards, but where they come out and are like, "Yes, this is true." <laughs> yeah, uh, but there is a, <laughs> and this a much more. <laughs> you know, there is a different vibe. You know, there's a game tonight uh, at home, and I'll be there for that. And just seeing, um, just a vibe after the game, vibe before the game, and stuff. There, yeah, I mean, earlier this season, last time. Um, that I was really around or at the game, yeah, it's just there is some type of different vibe, but whether that's chemistry or whatever it is, but yeah, I mean, I kind of just laughed at when that came out today, but it's not, it, it's nothing that surprises you, but it's not, yeah, it's not like the end of the world either. Yep, 
that's where I stand with it. I don't think it's some grand thing. I don't think that, you know, I think that also when you're losing, you're frustrated, <laughs> you know, and things like this stick out more when you're losing. And it's, you know, new teammates. DeAndre's been doing this for, you know, a long time, taking rebounds and stuff like that. And eventually it'll just be something that he does. Yeah. And a lot of the on the court stuff that McMahon said, I mean, it's all true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the disinterest in playing help defense, uh, He's putting up solid statistics, but he's so far been kind of a disappointment. You know, there's a whole bunch of factors that go into that. For sure. All right, I'm done talking about this. All right, let's move on and talk about um, – Let's give me some NBA questions. I'm ready to talk about the rest of the league because there's a lot Ooh, of stuff ta- going on. Let's talk, let's talk a few NBA questions. So, real quick, assuming that Carmelo Anthony does get no, waived. No, no, the Mavericks are not signing Carmelo Anthony. Where does he end up? What about Denver? I think the story would be cool. Yeah, they don't have the vets, though. Well, Houston had the vets. I was <laughs> going to say, I don't think they're... Um, Bill, I saw Bill Simmons something. came out and said that he should go back to the Knicks. Just end it with the Knicks. Lead their tank. like Be the tank commander for the Knicks. That would actually be quite funny. And I haven't even thought about, thought about it. The Wizards are an option. That's hilarious to me. Although, just just send them all. Just send them all to Washington. Although I did see somebody compare it to like the Paul Pierce type of edition, and that no. was kind of intriguing. No, I don't know. It's not Paul Pierce. I I don't know. I of all people despise Paul Pierce, and I still don't think that Mello is Paul Pierce. Would you want Mello? We don't know. How, I don't know how Mello is he, like on a personal, personal He was as good as Paul Pierce at one time in his career, but he's not now. But like, how would he be in a a setting to where you would want players to like look up to him or like talk to him like on a personal level? I think I'm still I'm, fine with that. I just don't think Because that like, that's not, you know, it's obviously not been his role. Like he went to OKC and he was just like with other vets. It wasn't like a... Um, Developing you know, like young a, players kind of thing. Like an events yeah, Carter and, role. Yes, and like Houston. I don't think he's like – I don't think he should be like China bound. Like I, I make fun of Carmelo all the time, and uh, I don't think he's just like – hey, there is a specific role for him in the league. It's just he has to buy into that. And I just don't think and, he's going to. And it's definitely not um, – By the definitely way, not starting. one of his nicknames on basketball reference is Sweet Melon. That's – uh, no, who is who has called him Sweet Melon? Same as Black, uh, same as Black Falcon. I've seen it. No, that's that's bullcrap. What? The Black Fal- Black Falcon's an actual nickname for Harrison. Somebody probably out there calls Carmelo Sweet Melon. Um, I saw some type of report about Melo to Philly. Oh gosh. <laughs> Him and Jimmy, wasn't they in Paris when Jimmy found out? You think out he would he, would he be positive or negative for Fultz? I don't. There ain't nothing that's affecting Fultz. They have a second worse, unit no. of Fultz, and Carmelo. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man, no. They need some other pieces, whatever. I think I they'll get buyout guys. A whole bunch of buyout guys will come out and they'll be saved. I think. Uh, I think he should just go to Miami, dude. Like. Go down to Miami. The only thing about it is they're going to make him get in like super good shape. And <laughs> he made it there just, what was it, nine years too late <laughs> to Miami after all his buddies went there? 
what? Because he you know was, what? He what? was almost part of that. If you listen to any of the you know the Olympic stories and stuff that you know Bill Simmons is unearthed, he was almost part of that. He was part of that whole group, and you know in the Olympics, they talked about teaming up. He was just a free agent like a year too late, I think. There was, and this is completely off topic, or not really off topic, but I sent you a trade the other day, and we have we haven't really talked about it. It would have of the trade that um, it would have to happen after December fifteenth or after the trade thing. Yeah. Of what if they just held? What if they held on to him? To Mello. Yep. And then, gosh, I gotta find this trade now because I laughed about it whenever I sent it to you. What do you think about yeah. while you look for that? Golden State also seems like an option. Sure. Just him and Boogie and just like, hey, we'll just like put you on our bench and yeah. have fun. Go, we're we're gonna get to Golden State in a little bit. Okay. But here, here's a uh I don't would this work money wise? The Lakers get Chris Paul, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade. The Rockets get Lonzo, Pope, and Rondo. They get Rondo too. And Miami yeah, you can't gets... have you can't have Chris Paul and Rondo on the same team. No. <laughs> then you and Miami gets Beasley. Wait, the Rockets get Lonzo and Rondo. Yeah. Why would they want both? I don't care about that. It's just making salaries work. <laughs> Why not get both? Who's your backup point guard right now? Michael Carter Williams. Seriously. Why you said why get both? Why do the Lakers have them both? Somebody obviously believes in that pairing, and that's freaking Magic Johnson. <laughs> um, and then who do the Heat get? They're just swapping out Beasley for Dwayne Wade. Yeah. You can basically Dwayne, the second round. Dwayne had to, he would have to completely give up his one last dance. Yeah, but here's the thing: Bullshla the Lakers. Time. That's the ultimate. Like, hey, let's just let's just have fun for LeBron, man. You put the banana boat crew together: Chris Paul, Melo, Wade. With LeBron in, in L.A.? Yeah, we haven't seen Chris Paul and LeBron, and we haven't seen Melo and LeBron together. And then, and then you get, like, you still have Ingram, Kuzma, Hart. You have Chris Paul running the point guard, and he's not, like, you know, done washed Melo level. Yeah, but he's got a lot of money left. He does. But So here's the thing. You run out Chris Paul. You bring Wade and Melo off the bench together. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be the ultimate. No, I mean, just, no. <laughs> <laughs> trying to sell Nick on this. No. If As I Rockets, stare at my my <laughs> framed Magic Johnson basketball card, and if you're the Rockets, do you tra- would you trade Chris Paul for Lonzo? If you're the Rockets, no, they want to be good now. Lonzo, I know but, Lonzo's but, not making them good now. Is there not an appeal factor of saying, "Hey, Lonzo and Capella with Chris"? With James Harden, I don't know. I think it's kind of no, cool. no. Get out of here! I just thought it fun. They're put still the trying to go all in. together. Yeah, they are. Which we'll see how far that. Chris takes Paul's them. contract: thirty-five this year, thirty-eight million next year, forty-one million next year, forty-four million the year after that. Yeah. He's, don't you want to pay that? He's thirty-three right now. That means he'll be thirty-six. We make it forty-four Yikes. million dollars. Mello is thirty-four right now. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, Isaac tease a question. When we come back, we're going to talk about the beef going on in Golden State. Ooh, is it blown up? 
basically, is it a thing? Is this thing, um, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant have this uh, fourth end of regulation uh, disagreement at the bench in, in which it goes into overtime, they lose. Because uh, Draymond Green freaking grabbed the ball and went like straight commando on everyone and not like that he wasn't wearing underwear. He just completely like, grabbed the ball and <laughs> and ran down the court and just he, he pulled a Wes Matthews. Oh, he went there. He pulled a Wes Matthews. I mean, for our Mavs um, fan audience. Yeah, and Kevin Durant was obviously calling, calling for the ball. Yeah, because he's stuff. the second best player in the National Basketball Association. I don't know. He could be the best. But then they, right actually, they, they actually have this disagreement on the bench, and they apparently it's spewed over into the locker room. And now, uh, as you're listening to this on a Wednesday, Draymond Green was suspended last night. Um, I think it was last night. Or tonight, Wednesday night, or whatever it is. I'm getting my days mixed up. It was Tuesday night. Uh, he got suspended for one game for uh, everything that took place. So, this is obviously more than... It, it's something. They said it spewed in the locker room, but nobody was standing up. Everyone was sitting down and like talking to each other, but they were, like, they were not yelling like, either. Was, <laughs> I, I can't find the exact report, but it was like an amicable disagreement. <laughs> So is this, uh, yeah, is this something? Is this be- the beginning of the end? By is the way, it- they're down at halftime to the Hawks, fifty-two to forty-nine. Oh gosh, to the Hawks, <laughs> the Frisky Hawks. Apparently, Draymond, Your boy Vince uh, Carter, eleven points, six boards, and three assists. Forever, man. I love Vince. <laughs> Apparently, Draymond uh, by multiple of the reports saying that he brought up Kevin Durant's up- upcoming free agency in the arguments. <laughs> And uh, how called Durant the B word several times. Maybe how Durant is not uh, committed and like all this stuff. And what a weird, like I wouldn't. Okay. Well, I just tend to, I tend to brush over a lot of things, but I don't think you brush over it, but I don't think it's like the end of the world either. Yeah. Like this is, if, if you, if you look at this situation and you compare it to the situation we talked at, talked about at the top of the show, how different is that? <laughs> you know, like, can you yeah. imagine if this happened for the Mavericks? It'd be so. Oh my god, we'd be talking about this for days, for days. Um, can you imagine if Luke and DeAndre exchanged words and it was all this stuff got out? I think the fan base would like just go after DeAndre. <laughs> completely. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it's nothing. I think that, like, they need to have a players only meeting and. And Durant needs to talk about. Hey, Mavericks had one of those after four games. <laughs> uh, they have one every night when they play Fortnite. They uh, they just need to. He, Durant needs to just air it out and be like, "Hey, you know, I'm, you know, still thinking about this summer. I've not made a decision. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems ridiculous that they're. He might have. Ups- they just don't like his answer. Maybe yeah, I don't they're know. upset about you know what's coming up, and that he might leave. Like, what if he does leave? Who cares? They're still really good. Yeah. So I, I have a really, I have a really. They fun still question. the best team in the NBA without him. Uh, if they keep Boogie, we haven't even seen them with Boogie yet. I would borderline push uh, that it no if they if he's gone. Who's better than them? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at the. I mean, the Raptors. Like in a in a theoretical world, I would like Boston has the talent, and they're just depth, not playing like it right but now. But yeah, they're just not playing well. Um. So I have a, I have a fun uh, random question to think through. 
Now, we like doing what-ifs, and uh, what if Golden State uh, decided that I'm pretty sure, well, one, I'm pretty sure uh, Durant has the um, the no-trade clause, whatever, because he signed the one-year deal, I think. Back-to-back one-year deal, something the, along the, the line. Essentially a no-trade clause, right? Yeah, yeah, essentially. But let's just say that it just went insane, and they're like, we're going to trade Kevin Durant to where we could keep our dynasty even going like further if they know <laughs> he's going to leave. But here's the thing. So what everyone said the Cavs should have done. What year. is the best package they could get for him? Now there's things oh to consider. Gosh. There's salary or whatever, but the big things is what teams the teams trading for him would be trying to make this pitch of saying we're going to try to convince you to stay. So it doesn't mean just like any team is going to throw out their best player because they're going to want to have a player to pair with him. What if they could, what if they could get Paul George, Nerlens Noel, Alex Abrinas? <laughs> Send him back to OKC. <laughs> um, it's, it's so, it'd be so hard to throw together a package that would fit salary wise. Is there anything Toronto could do without Kawhi? Good lord. Um, because you start looking at teams, you start looking at smaller markets. Of like, is there a smaller market? Would it even be worth it at that point? Probably not to KD. He probably wants a bigger market if he's going to leave Golden State. So even somebody like Milwaukee, he's played with the best players in the world and won titles. So. The appeal to playing with Giannis probably isn't that big of a deal to him because, yeah, he's already been winning and playing with some of the best. You'd have to do like Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, OG, and Siakam. Embiid for KD. Just completely get... Wow. Stop me in my tracks. Imagine Embiid and Draymond as your front court. <laughs> Imagine Embiid and Steph Curry picking rolls. Oh gosh. With Clay. Embiid straight up for Kevin Durant. So you now you have Durant, Butler, and Simmons. Yeah. And Fultz. <laughs> no. <laughs> what could Boston give them? No, it'd probably have to be like Tatum. Tatum and Jalen, probably. Tatum, Brown, and then Rozier. No, it'd be Tatum, Brown, and then it had to be one of the big salaries, like Horford or like... Oh, yeah, to make it work. Yeah. Well, you can't just say and throw in Horford. He's like... Really good. That's what well, I'm trying to think. Throw in like a salary, a salary to make it work. Like Brooklyn, they just don't have like anything to really no. do it. Even oh, if- man. Karis LeVert. That was that sucked, dude. That I can't watch stuff like that. I didn't watch it. I still haven't seen it. Watch um, somebody's gonna tweet it to me now. I'll be like, dang it. What if Washington went all in on hey, we're gonna try to bring him home? Yeah, it'd be like Beal. Brad, Brad Beal and Otto Porter. You can't do both. Salaries don't work. Okay, whatever. Uh New York. <laughs> whatever, math. Whatever. Math. Uh New York, they just yeah. Whatever. That just ain't going to work either. No. Uh, anything in the West? What about Portland? I know. Would 
Would Portland trade Dame for that? That Golden State probably wouldn't. What would they do? What would Golden State do with Damian Lillard? Uh, there's nothing. Oh uh, you're not going to convince him to be in Denver. The Clippers, like they're like when you pitch the idea of like what you could get for Kevin Durant in this scenario, if they they're never going to go down that this route. Is so but, like, wild. I mean, who's who's a player of his caliber that's been traded? Like, oh gosh, I don't, I don't even remember. Like Kobe almost to, got traded. That would have been the closest thing, you know? Yeah, I'd have to really like. I don't know. Because like that's the thing like there's a there's a lot of teams that would obviously trade their best players for him. When Carmelo th- got traded to the Knicks, that was big. That was big. Carmelo was really good then. He I don't think he was Kevin Durant level like right now. Good. He was more like a. No 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 he definitely was that not that good. He he was like a Paul George level good a Jimmy Butler level good. Yeah he was about there. At that time. Yeah. And they got like Gallinari. That's the only guy left, I think. <laughs> Wilson Chandler. Well, Wilson Chandler. Uh, random players like that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's just something fun to think about because you're just like, what? Because in a in a weird world, most people would probably fire back and say, "Oh, well, they would have a trade with anybody in the league for the most part. Anybody would make a trade." But not all teams would just gut their stars when they knew, you know, would know Kevin Durant's going to leave. So you're finding this balance of what big markets could try to pull it off, but still have something left to prove to him to stay. And I don't know. It's just really interesting. Can you imagine? You imagine what would happen if they just traded him like in the middle of the night? Nobody, there was no pre-reporting or anything. Like it wasn't. There wasn't anything. All of a sudden, just Woj drops a. Oh my! The gosh. Golden State Warriors have traded Kevin Durant. It would be like. Oh, like, that would be the biggest nuke woge ever. Oh my gosh, we'd be awake. It, we'd be awake for days. Just like if they tra- if Twitter. they if they approach Philly, would you want Ben or Embiid for the for the Warriors? Yeah. Oh my gosh, could the Warriors fix fix Simmons' shot? Could you run everybody off the ball and let Ben handle it? Yes. Steph and Clay on both sides just going <laughs> Draymond Clay and, and Ben Simmons as your defense with Iguodala in the playoffs when he's ready. Gosh. That Simmons in that in that uh Sean Livingston role where he plays with <laughs> with Curry. Yeah. 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 But I think I'd still want to, I think I'd still want Embiid. I saw somebody a while back throughout why I brought up Embiid is I saw somebody a while back throughout the idea of uh, if New Orleans ever did trade Anthony Davis and Philly called and said Embiid for Davis, that it would be, that would be wild. Because if you're New Orleans, I mean, you're not getting anything better back than that. Would you want Embiid or would you want Tatum? If you're Philly, you can't trade Embiid at all. Like ever. Oh, come on. He's the process. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. No, if you're getting freaking Anthony Davis, stop. There's no I way. I know, but he's, he's the process. Don't even. If you're getting Anthony Davis, that's a whole different ball. I don't care what he is. You see where Robert Covington couldn't even say the process word in his introductory press conference. Voldemort did it. All right, last one real quick. 34 minutes. Who's the most surprising (laughs) team? (laughs) Who's the most surprising team in the league? Oh, the Kings. Good or bad? The Kings. And Okay, let's go good and bad. The Kings are right now sitting at eight and six. When at, at what point last year did the Kings have eight wins? 
I don't know. That's <laughs> Not <true>. November. <laughs> That's for sure. Game 80. <laughs> and then the Rockets, 6-7. and seven. I think I picked them as number one in the, the West again this year. You picked them in our wins pool also. Um, um, <laughs> you, you know what I thought of? You know how teams put stuff on their bulletin board for motivation? Yeah. Of what other people say? Yeah. What if What if they just went to Vladi's whiteboard and cut off that 27 and a half wins? They just cut that out of his board and post it on their bulletin board and be like, our GM said 27 and a half wins. We're beating it. They're using their GM's comments. The bulletin board material is coming from inside the house. It's coming from Vladi. Or maybe, or maybe he let the picture leak to give his team motivation. This is what we think internally. Prove me wrong. This is our hot take right now of this whole pod. Vladi let the picture leak, took the backlash, but knew... That it would motivate his team. Galvanize. That that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. Um. So Sacramento is the most surprising. Houston. Heck yeah. Nope. The East is pretty much going all chalk right now. I guess Boston being seven and six. Okay. You yeah, picked them to surprising. have the best season in the history of their franchise. In the history of their franchise. How many? How um, how how many more losses can they have before that happens? Um, six. Can they get twelve no. losses? Yes, That's seventy they wins. They can't. Yes, yes, they can't win. They can't lose seven more games. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so they'd have to. <laughs> Don't add this up, Nick. <laughs> they'd have to go sixty-three and six over. <laughs> they can do it. <laughs> I w- I do want to throw out there the Clippers as of this moment. And uh, six. <laughs> the Clippers are eight and five, setting in fourth in the West, and I. I thought this was going to be a tank season for them. I thought this would be uh, just, yeah. And they just recently started uh, uh, started starting uh, Gilgis Alexander, and he's been playing well. We love him. Yeah. I remember I saying I remember saying a long time ago, right? But during when we started the draft process, that he was the best guard in the draft, in my opinion. And I know still people would still take him over Trey Young, but that was kind of a hottish take whenever I said it, and I feel like it's like. Not as hot anymore. Definitely. Uh, I thought the Clippers would be... They'll have their ups and downs this season. They'll have stretches where they're not good. <laughs> you know. 8-6, yeah. you're two games over 500. And Dallas, Dallas has surprised me a little bit too. I mean, I thought, they'd be, I thought they'd be a little bit better. I thought the pieces would come together a little bit more. But Barnes is injury and... Um, they just got to stop rubbing each other, especially the wrong way. <laughs> That's that's a joke for all you all you raccoon squad fans that stayed to the end of the pod, um, guys. I want to give a quick shout out to Nick, dude. His YouTube videos are uh, doing awesome right now, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to share numbers on that, but I had my video that I shared yesterday that was over a hundred thousand is now over two hundred thousand. So, I, the YouTube al- algorithm gods have shined down their grace upon me. I guess. His subscribers on YouTube have just went skyrocketed. Uh, I've seen some local media here in Dallas um, give him some love on the video. So if obviously I was going to say if you're a Mavs fan, <laughs> you're obviously all Mavs fans. No, some people podcast. aren't. Some people that listen That's are true. not Mavs fans. Shout out That's to you true. guys. <laughs> we have had people reach out to us and say they listen to this podcast and they're not even Mavs fans. They just enjoy in in uh, iTunes reviews. You can go look at those. Uh, so yeah. But go watch these videos. Nick puts time into them, and they're very well made. They're not just like thrown together crap. And uh, wow, it thank keeps, you. 
I know. <laughs> yeah. They're not they're not uh, thrown together crap. Isaac a lot of people like try to throw together these like video craps and you're just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Uh but Nick's actually looks good and yeah, check them out. They're awesome. Also, shout out to Alex Ray who reached out. He is a uh he's a eight year army vet living in Hawaii and he reached out after we talked about um Veterans Day. So shout out to you listening in Hawaii. Sweet. Aloha. Alex, Alex, reach out. Tell me what island you're on. I've been there one time and I really enjoyed <laughs> Hawaii. Uh, let's talk a white uh, thank you for your service man it, we can't thank you enough for that and thanks for listening to the pod thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps peace out boom